0: Here we go. Awesome.
1: Well, welcome, welcome uh, to AI World. Uh, you have Jarrett Brelsford here representing Mesa Services. Uh, I am joined by uh, a couple of guys that I think I've known for about 39 years now, <laughs> roughly,
0: <laughs> give or take. Uh, Probably so. But yeah, go ahead and introduce yourselves. <clears throat> Clay Brelsford uh, with uh, Bass Engineering, a Mesa company today.
2: I'm Jim Bass. I'm retired from AI. Used to do a little development work on PCS. Yep. Just a little? Just a little. Yep.
1: Okay. Well while we uh while yeah. we're kicking it off here, you know, I, clearly I don't have a script or anything, but uh why don't you go ahead and just kinda of talk a little bit about if you can remember <laughs> that far back. When y'all met and how you met. What's I'll... your what's your what's your earliest memory? I'll, uh, I'll
0: take I'll take a shot okay. at it. I'll take a shot at it, and uh, so uh, uh, the 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 way I remember it, 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 Jim and I have known each other for uh, we went to grade school together, and uh, uh, but in high school is is really uh, and through scouting uh, we knew each other a lot, and but I remember very clearly uh, uh, a physics class uh, I think we were in. And, um, uh, uh, we were at these lab tables and there were four of us at the table and, uh, we were actually, everyone was talking about what we were going to do for a summer job. And, uh, so I'm talking to the guy next to me and well, I'll probably go back to work for the city again. And Jim is sitting across the table and he said, Hey, my dad needs a strong back and a weak mind. I, th- I think you probably qualify for that. Uh, why don't you go talk to him? And I knew his dad, uh, because of scouting. Yep. And so, uh, uh, I'm eternally grateful for that opportunity <laughs> because it did turn into a, a career in, uh, corrosion control, but, uh, I got the job.
1: No, got- but Hold on. You mentioned your, your other buddy was working for the city. I've heard stories about you and your your time with the city was mm-hmm. that, was that pre-bass or after that was, your first no,
0: that round was, of shoveling coke? Groups?
2: No, that was pre-bass. Pre-Bass. So
0: yeah, okay. I started cleaning public
2: restrooms, and I think you weren't really interested in doing that for another summer. No,
0: I had a
1: career.
2: Yeah,
0: <laughs> I I felt like I had had seen that, and um, uh, maybe it, you get a lot of time to think when you are out there by yourself cleaning public restrooms, and and you think about your life and what what maybe choices you've made. <laughs> maybe what else could you do? Okay. And uh, so shoveling Coke breeze was actually a pretty, pretty good step up.
2: Yeah,
0: Shoveling Coke
2: breeze, tamping
0: Coke breeze, Tamping right. Coke breeze. So, yeah. Digging so, ditches. From, so, so from there, um, I did an interview with his dad and I got a red hard hat,
1: mm, rookie hard hat, nice.
0: red hard hat. I was pretty proud of it. And, uh, uh, but we wouldn't start until the summer when we got out of school, but, uh, Jim said, hey, there's a little opportunity, you know, if you want to get ahead in life. And uh, so we'll meet down at the railroad tracks. We've got a train load car of Coke Breeze to unload. And I thought, that sounds great. I have no idea. And so I'll let Jim pick it up from there.
2: Yeah, so um, generally, we would get three of us, um, me and Clay and a friend of ours, Lowell. Mm. And um, we got paid $90.00 to empty i think it was 40 tons of coke breeze and it would generally take about three days after school Mm -hmm. and we'd work three or four hours you know after school each day and unload the coke breeze and so we each wound up with 30 dollars and we thought that was great
1: so 10 bucks a day yes for four hours
2: 1975 yeah,
1: 75 75 yeah. yeah two bucks an hour all in yeah so yeah, where I started it. Yes, yeah. <laughs> quite honest. So, dang.
0: So that's where it started. Yeah, and uh, so from there, uh, Jim and I, and, and the, the friend uh, Lowell. Lowell, and so we went to work uh, in think, the summer.
1: Y'all think where is Lowell? Do you think he's going to be listening?
0: I hope he will. Okay, yeah. I hope he will because there's, well, he was a big part of the story. We'll
2: have to send him a
0: link.
1: Yeah, Okay. Uh,
0: so sure. we went to work in the summer, and the project that. Jim had lured me in on was actually a, a magnesium anode installation, and back in that time, uh, a lot of people have heard of hotspot surveys, mm-hmm. and so these were old uh, crude oil lines that were laid in the early days of the East Texas oil boom. So bare and pitted, they were. They were bare, <laughs> and they followed the creek lines mm-hmm. because there, in the early days there were no pumps. Mm-hmm. So they just used gravity to move the crude oil. And so the pipelines we worked on followed the creek lines. Mm-hmm. So you can imagine summertime in East Texas and you're down in these creek bottoms and uh, following the pipeline. And and so um, um, we, we had various jobs, but um, we had a truck uh, mm-hmm. that your dad had given us and I think had promised us that we could – the truck was going to be destroyed after we we, probably
2: couldn't hurt it. Yeah.
0: Well, it was, it was in that kind of shape. Yeah. So he could, he could give it to 17, 18 year old young men and say, here's your job. Yeah. And uh, so we would go pick up the magnesium anodes from a warehouse, bring them to the job site. And then we would also uh, flag the locations. Well, I got the job of working with the inspector and, uh, and at that time we didn't wear, I didn't wear my red hard hat. Mm. And so we I don't
1: worked. I not think you wore frs? either. No. <laughs> no. No.
0: So we were in jeans. Most of the time we didn't have a shirt on. Yeah. Most of the time, at most, we might have a ball cap on. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but my job was to go with the inspector and he had a Nielsen model 715 locator. Mm-hmm. And he, of course, had the receiver, and my job was to man the transmitter, yep. get it set, and then follow him. And when he kicked the dirt, I put a flag down. Yep. And it was a, that was pretty quiet communication. I quickly learned that, now, when he kicks the dirt, you put a flag down. Yep. Well, at some point, he said, go bring the transmitter forward. And so me, being a young guy, I want to make a good impression, I start – trucking back down the right of way, so I'm running mm-hmm. down the right of way. And it's summer mm-hmm. and it's East Texas and I'm wet with sweat. He neglected to tell me that I needed to turn the transmitter off yeah. before I picked up the ground rod. Yeah. And of course he's watching. And I reached down and grabbed the ground rod and I'm pretty sure all of my hair stood <laughs> straight out. It I must look looked like a cartoon. And um so I'm trying to recover from that and figure out what has happened. And, and I gathered everything up eventually and trotted back up the right of way only to have the inspector look at me and say, I bet you'll never do that again. <laughs> and so first, first safety lesson, uh, that I had, uh, and yeah, you learn by doing,
1: yeah. so, well, but,
0: but Jim, I know you, you must have some memories of that summer. Or summers. Uh, I, How many
2: summers, summers did you all do? That? Yeah. Yeah. So so I definitely have memories of that summer and um but then that continued really for about four summers in a row. Yeah. We would we you know worked all that summer. We went down to A and M and we were roommates together. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, by the end of the summer, going off to college looked pretty good. <laughs> but then by the end of two semesters and you know, two sets of finals and everything mm-hmm. Going back to work looked really good. So so we repeated this cycle for about four years where we couldn't wait to get to work in the spring and we couldn't wait to get back to school in the fall. Is that pretty that's, close? That's,
0: that's really accurate. And, really
2: accurate. You know, During that time, we installed a lot of deep ground beds, conventional beds. We just uh, tank anodes. Tank right? anodes.
0: We, we traveled the country. Um, yeah. we, we mentioned Lowell. And so, again, you have to remember, uh, at that time, uh, we're living on the road a Mm -hmm. lot. And so, at that particular time, the foreman on the crew was responsible for choosing the motel. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. there was only a set amount of dollars that were given out for that. That's right. And it wasn't a very big stack. (laughs) And it wasn't wasn't a big stack of money. So, (laughs) the foreman would always shop for the cheapest motel room. Because they're
2: trying to make money off of the... On this small yeah. stack.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so, to help with that, we were told that the college boys uh, would all room together. That's right. Yeah. So, we would be three of us in a room. It was generally a rollaway mm-hmm. bed involved. And I can promise you, whoever got the rollaway was going to get folded up in it during the night and the <laughs> latch latched. <laughs> And it's just it was gonna just happen. Part of it it was gonna happen. We was this like small. a rock, paper, well, scissors uh, No. It, I'm not sure how we decided that, but everyone got a turn in the roll away and i I know every one of us were folded up in it at some point.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that sounds again, eerily familiar to some of my early days <laughs> <Yeah>. at best. <Bass, laughs> and the same type of hotel motels. Uh that um, you had you put me through. Yeah,
2: yeah um, and, and one of, one of the uh, most notable, I think, was Stella's Wildcatter. Stella's Wildcatter in, in,
0: in Jenna, Louisiana. Louisiana yeah.
2: yeah. And yeah. Um, I don't st- know if Stella's st- is still in business. Yeah, cinder block walls. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very interesting.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, so tell me about, um, so y'all did this all through college. At some point, y'all had to make the decision of, is this really what I want to do for the rest of my life?
2: Yeah, so yeah. I'll let Clay talk about that first because Clay Clay was able to complete college in four years, and <laughs> it, 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 it it took me about four more. Uh-huh. And um, so he 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 By got my choice. choice. Well, I don't know. They they <laughs> they said you're not quite ready to leave here, you, and um, so so I, I had to stick around. And so Clay Clay got to make the first decision. Yeah. So
0: um, it came time to. Uh, explore uh, permanent employment opportunities. Mm -hmm. And uh, so being a good Texas A&M engineering graduate, uh, we went through the whole interview process. Mm -hmm. And and one of the interesting stories that came from that, uh, at the time there was a company called Amoco Pipeline. And we had done work for Amoco Pipeline. And the inspector had... um, uh, I was going to interview with Amoco Pipeline for a job. I was going to fly to Chicago, Illinois and apply for that. And uh, the inspector had actually put in a good word for me. Mm-hmm. And so when I got to the interview, uh, they said, well, yeah, we know you're here and we you, you, you know you're interviewing for a job in our corrosion control department. But we really want to uh, We we've heard uh, good things about you and your experience in the industry. And we'd like to make you head of our corrosion control department. And I thought, Oh my Lord, what has he told them? I shovel coke breeze. I put anodes in the ground. And, um, so from that, I I was scared to death. Number One is like, they have no idea what, what, uh, how much, how little I I do know, how how little I do know. And, um, but, uh, but anyway, went through the whole interview process, interviewed mm-hmm. for a lot of companies, but my love was, was bass engineering. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was this perfect mix of, uh, the, the technical, the science, the get to go play outside, kick around in the dirt and uh, solve problems. And so. How much,
1: how much of it was that it was home? But- it was mm, Longview, Texas. And no. Did Longview, Texas, have a hold of you?
0: No, no, no okay. not at all. In so matter fact, long of fact, you if you're listening, <laughs> no, not at all. In fact, uh, my now wife, at the time she was my girlfriend, uh, had an opportunity to go to work uh, for Arco, and they wanted me uh, to go to Alaska,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: that was my first choice.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: uh, but my that would have been
1: different. Yeah,
0: yeah, and uh, but for me, my girlfriend. Uh, I think maybe fiance at that point, but she said, Well, if you do that, you're going by yourself, <laughs> and that influenced my decision. <laughs> and uh, so I ended up uh, uh, with my second choice, uh, bass engineering. And uh, it, it's uh, uh, again, I'm grateful for the opportunity. What year was that? 1980. 1980. I would have been yeah. doing the interviews in 1980 and went to work
2: uh, January 4. Uh, 1981. So then, about four years later, when they finally <laughs> said that I had accomplished a college degree,
0: he's uh, <laughs> he's being rather rather humble. Very uh, humble. There's a there's a master's degree and a doctorate in engineering that that happened along the way within those four
2: years yeah. during this time. Yeah. So so mm-hmm. you know I you know had to decide then what I wanted to do and um, you know I looked at different things but ultimately i was the same way Clay. my love was fast engineering you know dad's company i figured i'd go back so went back and um, started working and you know i was going to do oh and while i was in graduate school i had done some work where i went for a company where i wrote software on pcs and so get what was, back, a, what was a pc then uh, what was a personal computer it was a big box <laughs> That ran, that ran really slowly, mm-hmm. and it had a screen with dots about the size of my finger on it. it
1: made a so lot of
2: noise. Made a lot of noise. It had yeah. generally it floppy, floppy drives, floppy and
1: floppy
2: then... It's with Jared uh, and Clay. Yeah, <laughs> hey! It's Mr. <laughs> hey, I told hey, him. you that this would be stress-free for you. Yeah, man. yeah. So... So, anyway, so I went to work and um, at Bass Engineering, and I was, you know, going to design ground beds and do stuff like that. And one of our customers said, Hey, we just bought this disk and it's called DBase. And I was wondering if you can write us a software application to track our frozen records. Mm-hmm. And so I said, Let me get back to you. So I went and got out a magazine. That's how we did things in. And I read an article on DBase. And I said, yeah, I, I can do that. So we went back to them and said, "Yeah, we can do that." So we got their disk, installed the D-Base, and um, six weeks later, we had the first very basic version of what is now PCS, and they started using it.
0: And we had a we had a huge marketing department that we worked with at the time. Me and Clay. Yeah, and so we had to we had to come up with a name yeah. for this thing. So yeah again being engineers yeah. we name things for what they do yeah so we came up with the just just grab you by the face title of cathodic protection data manager. Yeah, CPD. Yeah. CPD. I like yeah. so, so that So that's where yeah. the name came from. I think it took us about 10 minutes to yeah. come up
1: with that. <laughs> and then, and, and then I, I have this image still of the newspaper article of you guys uh, in that top corner office with one of those uh, air conditioning style uh, desktop computers, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and there was a big article. I'm assuming that was probably a week or two after you Pro- did Probably that.
2: somewhere in that time, and yeah. and so we would... You guys
1: are on top of the world. Barnview no. News
2: Journal was in. Exactly, and so we we completed that application somewhere along the way. We got an article in the paper, and then, well, we hit the road. And uh, we would, at NACE shows, we would set up our big computer and we would show people what we had done and mm-hmm. you know eventually somebody would say well that looks kind of interesting why don't you come meet us at our office and show the group?" Mm-hmm. so Clay and I would hit the road <laughs> and we, we literally were rolling the computer on carts mm-hmm. and um, set up in their conference room and we would demo it and slowly very slowly one client at a time we would get You know, bring another client on board, and the first four or five years, every client was a custom application. We they showed us what they wanted, and we wrote an application specifically for them to meet you know their data management needs. Mm -hmm. And then along. Oh, somewhere around, this started in 1985. Mm -hmm. Around 1990, we were getting enough customers that we said, you know, we need to standardize this. Mm -hmm. So then we had our first, what we called the standard CPDM, and it just, it kept growing from there. Mm -hmm. And Uh,
0: Interesting sidelight is Jim mentions the travel.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: So, Jim always had an interest in learning to
1: fly. There you go. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to transition into that. So, <laughs> he just did it, so he, um,
0: he always had an interest in flying. Uh, there was another uh, young man that, that worked in the group, and uh, he too wanted to learn to fly. Yep. So, Jim and, and this, this gentleman uh, went and took flying lessons. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, they really excited about that. And uh, Jim got his VFR rating, visual flight rules. Then he went on and got his IFR rating. Mm -hmm. Then uh, he bought half interest in a Cherokee Mm 6, which is a six-place plane, which Mm -hmm. is a pretty good-sized plane to just fly around the country. For a private plane. For a private plane. But it was a single-engine, six-place plane. So then the travel became wheel the PC – out to the plane throw it in the back sure it's balanced crawl in the plane and (laughs) off we would go to wherever we needed to go Tulsa, and so jim's piloting i'm riding right seat Mm -hmm. so in that day and time you had sectionals Mm -hmm. and sectionals are like a road map Mm -hmm. but when you unfold them they take up the whole cockpit and so he's basically putting me through ground school flying right seat mm-hmm. while he's piloting the plane. And, um, so, uh, a lot of our flights, a lot of our travels were in, mm. uh, November one, seven, two, eight, six. I yeah. still remember the tail <laughs> number. It. There you
1: go. And,
0: yep. uh, uh, so here we went and, uh, and uh, a lot of good adventures yeah. uh, uh, that that go with that. There's a lot of stories about lightning and and uh, oh, yeah. uh, storms <laughs> and night travel. There were a lot of flights at night coming and,
1: home, and coming home, right? coming
2: home, or going out. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, so this was uh, 1980 again, well,
1: somewhere around 1985 to
2: 1987. Yeah, yeah. We, we, I learned to fly about 87, 88. Okay. So you know, so then you know, so it continued to be Clay and Jim, yeah. the marketing sales department. Jim <laughs> yeah. was the development and support department. Yeah. Eventually, we hired a couple of developers. Mm-hmm. and um, But then in the mid-90s, a man named Mike Glovin, mm-hmm. um, who lived in Denver, Colorado and worked for Trigon Engineering, <clears throat> approached me and said, hey, I've got this um integrity management software mm-hmm. and you've got this CPDM thing and everywhere I go, my customers are saying y'all's two applications need to work together. So he said, maybe we could just form a company and get our two applications working together. So, um, we formed Bass Trigon. Trigon spun off the software port. Bass Engineering spun Clever. off the software part. Clever again. <laughs> again, <laughs> a, a, just a name, you know. A, a, uh, just you generating know, machines. Yes, <laughs> I mean, you know, engineers, yeah. you know, coming up with names. So, yeah. um, and so, you know, we didn't really, we thought we knew what marketing was, but we found out down the road. and didn't have a clue. So, <laughs> anyway, so we formed Bass Trigon and, um, the product, you know, started growing more because, Mike was, you know, helping with the you know sales and mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. And um then um along about nineteen ninety nine, you know, Mike's vision was to grow this a little bit, sell it, mm-hmm. you know, and um and then you know keep growing it. And so we sold it. We sold Bass Trigon mm-hmm. to Corpro. Mm-hmm. And um this Probably wasn't my parents' favorite move. <laughs> Being Corpro was an intense competitor of mass mm-hmm. Engineering, mm-hmm. and so we had to have some long discussions about how this could be okay.
1: Yeah. Yep.
2: And um, <clears throat> so Corpro, we continued to grow. We, you know, became a Corpro company, and um, Corpro had this guy that they had hired as a salesman, and his name was Steve mm-hmm. Hamblin. <laughs> and um, and Mike said, Jim, I want you to meet this guy, Steve Hamlin. He said, you know, I, he he's selling anodes and stuff for Corpro. And, you know, he'd like a little bit something different to sell. And mm-hmm. he said, I think he could really help us.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So, you know, I sat down with Steve. He insulted me about 14 <laughs> times during the first conversation. And I said, yeah, he sounds like our guy, you know. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Yeah. yeah i'm not sure about this but mike if you think this is going to work let, let's go you yeah. know Yeah. and um so um you know steve and i start traveling and so at first steve becomes proficient by this time we had the allegro field computer and mm-hmm. we had you know gone through a couple iterations of it and he became he got really interested in the allegro learned all about it so the first thing he really started selling was the allegros mm-hmm. and then you know it's Time went on. I mean, he, I went on all the sales calls with him initially, and he became very proficient at PCS. And eventually, he decided I didn't need to come along <laughs> because sometimes I got in the way of the story. <laughs> and um, the, the, there were certain things that he needed to say from a sales perspective <laughs> that he didn't I'm really
1: comfortable saying th- in front of. You. He, he
2: just didn't need me hearing. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, and then, so, um, along around 2003, Corpo needed to offload some businesses mm-hmm. and, um, and right size a little bit. I think the right term here. Mm-hmm. And, um, so they, um, put Bass Trigon up for sale and American Innovations, um, had this product called the Bullhorn Remote Monitoring System. Right. And, they thought it might make sense to take a PC, a, a um, compliance data management system, and marry it with a remote monitoring system. You know, mm-hmm. Kind of makes sense. And um, so we eventually got sold to American Innovations in 2003.
1: Yep.
0: Now, that's the fast try slash corporal Correct. piece. So backtrack
1: right. a little bit. Yeah. So back in those late 80s early 90s that girlfriend of yours started mm, yeah. working in the same industry
0: she did yeah um so there, yeah there's a piece of the story there um, um,
2: as so, so as the software was growing you know like i said probably around 90ish or yeah, so yeah. you know so, so we had like you know one developer you know two salesmen here <laughs> and um and and some of the clients were saying um can you take all this data we have on sheets and get it into this into this software? Mm-hmm. I said, sure. So we were looking for people that could sit down and type data in. Yep. And so this girl that I'd grown up with mm-hmm. that was married to, to my marketing department here, <laughs> Um, she she was available yeah. and kind of looking for something to do. Right, look, had, had, she a, had, a, had a had it, a six
1: year old, had a seven year old at know, the time. The
2: kids were kind of getting into school, and yeah. she said, "I can do that." Yeah. Yeah. Right, absolutely. So she she worked for us um, probably ten years or more, and probably until we moved to started moving things to Denver or something mm-hmm. like that. I was going to say because all the while
1: <clears throat> while you're doing all this bass trigon, you're still bass. I'm yeah, still, Y'all are still at thirty-two hundred Brent Road. Yes. you're in a dark room
2: downstairs. There's Cindy. <laughs> yeah. um, was she first started doing data entry, mm-hmm. and then she started training the clients, and you know, and and yeah. then oh, she happened to be an English teacher, so no. ah, some of our clients want some <laughs> stuff written down about yeah. how this thing works. Boy, well, you know, so so then she says, oh, I I can I can write a manual. Yeah. So she she went from data entry to manual writing. In training, yeah. mm-hmm. so now and
1: she's on the plane yeah. with the PC and you. Yes, yes, yes. She rode out. many of many a flight <coughs> riding right
0: seat. Yes. Uh, because now I don't have to be there. You right, got
1: kicked out. I'm
0: out. Yeah, and so go back to your bass engineering world and go play in the dirt,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: we'll we'll do the technical stuff.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, so Cindy rode many a many a yep. flight with Jim. Uh, getting her ground school yeah <laughs> and uh, that she appreciates to this day by the way okay. <laughs> so she still flies commercial and, and she's very tuned into to yeah. what the plane is doing absolutely and uh, so yeah it's it was very much a, a family event right and uh, made up a, a, a large part of her life yeah. was built around corrosion control and and customer facing activities
1: so again while he's doing all that what's going on in your world I'm
0: I'm back um, on the Bass engineering, uh, engineering design, uh, construction side of, mm-hmm. of our world, mm-hmm. and trying to build uh, that side of the business, creating mm-hmm. a technical services team, uh, continuing to support our installation services, and to make all of that go. So,
1: how, how big? How many? How many rigs, crews would you say Bass was running at that time?
0: Um, when I started, we had. We had one to, well, we had, we had multiple crews, mm-hmm. uh, but everyone was, uh, a jack of all trades. So right. they could, they could transition between job activities very well. And that's a credit to Jim's dad, Calvin Bass mm-hmm. and, uh, Charles Eaton, his, mm-hmm. his partner and Jim's mom, Lillian Bass. Mm-hmm. So the, who, who three, really ran the show. <laughs> but she,
2: she let the other two, we think all worked they were, for right? Lillian, but, yes. but <laughs> she
0: was kind enough to let us <clears> think <throat> that we had some role in the business. Yeah. And, uh, but, uh, so it was very much a, a family mom and pop shop, uh, but it was a great um, incubator for entrepreneurial thinking, uh, mm-hmm. just, just boots on the ground, uh, learn it from the, from the dirt up uh, type environment. And and again, it, it just great experiences along the mm-hmm. way, exposure to software development, how that, how that's tracked in the industry today, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and just. The, the business side of that, how the business is transferred mm-hmm. through different hands at different mm-hmm. times that, that kind of leads us to where we're sitting today at, at uh, uh, here at, uh, AI world mm-hmm. in yeah. Austin, Texas, um, an AI, uh, sponsored event.
2: Yeah. So then Clay continued, Clay and my dad continued yeah. to grow bass engineering and along around 2004, 2005, yeah. it was getting, that you know they were in their 70s is kind of they were looking to actually retire
1: yeah
2: and um and not just work less and so you know it's kind of like okay so what are what do we do with the business yeah. and um you know i think we looked at things like you know we could just keep operating it and let you know clay could run it and um you know or we could sell it to somebody and we talked to a couple of companies american yep. innovations being one of them right yep, but that's yep. a
1: story in of itself too and i mentioned that last night when talking with jim and james mm-hmm. was how that conversation happened between you and rich and the and the opportunity that was Bass Engineering it was very last minute, if I if I remember correctly. Right? Yeah, we
2: were talking to another <laughs> company. Yeah, and um, I guess because I was already working for Rich, mm-hmm. and um, I, I think sure. we'll I I think I just kind of casually mentioned I, I can't remember how this went exactly. Yet you mm-hmm. may know the story better At, than I do. But
0: the, the way I've <laughs> always heard it was, and you probably heard it course, from Rich, and and of course I know <laughs> Jim, right? Yes, and so course. Jim's pretty focused on. Programming, doing yeah, what yeah. he's doing. And so, task at hand. Yeah, uh, yeah very much the a task at hand. Task. And, and yeah. then it occurred to him that, wait a minute, I have another partner in this business and he's kind of in this buying businesses world. Maybe I should mention to him that we're trying to sell the family business. Mm-hmm. And so, Rich's side of this was he was literally uh, standing in a taxi line. Uh, in Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. And uh, he got a notification that (laughs) Jim had at least told him, but he got a notification that Bass Engineering was for sale. Mm -hmm. And this was on a Friday, I think. And bids were due on Monday. (laughs) And so Rich spent the entire weekend doing the valuations and coming up with uh, pricing Mm -hmm. to put a bid in and uh, but in the end, um, lo and uh, behold, yeah, yep. we it happened. We all came together. Yeah, and so at that point, it's kind of a reunion for Jim and I because mm-hmm. we've been apart for several years. Although,
1: mm-hmm. although still in the same, in the same, same office, yeah. still in the same <laughs>
0: building, but but. Chasing different paths, yeah, right. but yeah. now we're uh, together again under and one. It was Friday. Umbrella.
1: Friday lunches was about all you guys had in common. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah.
0: and well, I didn't get invited that often. <laughs> Friday lunches for that group was Waterburger, and it yeah. was a, it was a bunch of developers, right? Yeah. Software developers. So yeah. what what can I contribute that's to that right. conversation?
2: Yeah. So and so back up just a couple of years when AI acquired Bass Trigon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were very much in the mode of, you know, a problem gets reported. We're going to fix it later that day. We're going to send out a a, a new disk to the client and everything's good. So AI had a little bit more structure and, um, and, and, but we weren't really aware of this structure. And so one of the very, um, early things that happened, we decided we needed to have a users group meeting. Sure. Mm-hmm. So we had a users group meeting um of a place called Lakeway and um I think it's on Lake Travis and um mm-hmm. we're at this users group. And in the morning um probably you know the night before Russell Reed had made some changes <laughs> to the Allegro software and the next morning <laughs> Hamblin's passing out update this <laughs> to the clients and the you know the the VP of of development is is like, what is going on here? We don't just pass out discs that haven't been tested. And I said, it's it's okay. Russ tested it, you know. He said, no, 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 we don't do things that way. And then a little bit later in the day, I'm giving a talk, and, you know, I thought it might be a good time to tell the clients that we're working on a brand-new major version. And they're like, what? You know, again, the VP of development said, you haven't told me about this. I said, "Well, I didn't know I needed to." You know, I just just did. This is what I do. You know, yeah. we we develop software. You know, and yeah. so anyway, so f- for the better, AI brought some structure to us as far as QA and as far as yep. planning the next version, roadmaps. And, yes, roadmaps, and 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 the product did you know did very well for the next ten fifteen years mm-hmm. with Hamblin out making promises. <laughs> Um, he he would go he would once he got to where he could fly on his own and you know, do demos without any help, he would go out and do a demo to a major pipeline company and he would come back and say, Bass, um PCS does such and such, right? And I said, No, it really doesn't, Steve. He goes, Well, it seems like it should. I just told XYZ major pipeline company that, that it did it and they're gonna buy it. And I was like, you know, and this happened over and over, and but the development team would go to work, and we would make it do something pretty close to what oh, Hamblin yeah. had, you know, promised, and you know, over a period of ten years, the product grew a lot in functionality because of Hamblin's random promises um, that he would make like, to prospective clients.
1: And it's, it's, I guess, you could call that somewhat of a mobile users group is he's out getting that feedback that, that's that we, true that we now have yes every year here but he's that's going to get it and, and right. saying of course of yeah. course we'll do that yes. it does that already it does it he
2: even say it does it already <laughs> right
1: okay and i
2: think maybe sometimes he had an idea it maybe didn't do it yeah but this was just his method of yeah. of getting me to do it so and then, Steve. and then on the Bass engineering side, I would imagine AI brought some structure and business oh, practices
0: that, that helped
2: Bass grow significantly what did after you, that acquisition.
0: Uh,
1: what did you know about running a business in 2005?
0: Um, absolutely. I knew um, everything I needed to know. And, you know, typical, <laughs> you know, 35-year-old, whatever I you was at know the what time. don't know what you don't know. Is, yeah. is absolutely. I'm, I'm Perfectly qualified By the way, to do you this. said
1: you were 35 yeah. and 05. Well, maybe
0: I'm maybe not so good 45. with the math there. You've got
1: some talking to yeah.
0: do. But maybe so, 45. Maybe 45, 47-ish. Or <laughs> <laughs> well, let's go with 47. A little quick math there. And, uh, but 45. nonetheless, uh, you learn on the fly. And so American Innovations hmm. was, was wonderful to, to bring uh, – Leadership training and structure and uh, budgeting and all those things that Jim mentioned uh, about the structure of running the business uh, behind the scenes. So uh, just invaluable time, uh, 15 years, uh, 16, 17, 17 years with American Innovations was a, a wonderful run for Bass Engineering Company. Mm-hmm. And uh, 17
1: years with them and then this would, you know, we've been a part of users group or Bass has been a part of users group now for almost all of that Seven, so much. So. Absolutely. And I forget what year it was where we almost, where we had our own designated track. Of, right. Uh, you know, cathodic, pure cathodic protection, field data collection, uh, CP design, you name it. Right. We were, we were given our own track to take and run. And uh, yeah, like you said, it, it's, it's been, right. I would like to think pretty invaluable for, for Bass. Oh, we my wouldn't goodness. be where we are Ab- Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> a really great run with American Innovations, and then led. Uh, then, in, in as, as you mentioned earlier, in twenty twenty two, the sale to Mesa, and uh, uh, but again, so much of this is just it's just a, a book. It's a story. It's a chapter by chapter by chapter um, a version of uh, a life of a business, yeah. and and it has uh, it continues to this day, and and uh, it's just a new chapter. And yeah. uh, look look forward to what it can do. Uh, I know Jim can look at the product today mm-hmm. and and remember how it started, and then yeah. look at where it is now, and yeah. Yeah. probably think, "Oh my goodness, yeah. I didn't quite have this whole vision. Uh, I had no, a vision, no. <laughs> but it wasn't quite this vision." And and the same is true for Bass Engineering. So,
1: yeah,
0: it's been a been a great run, and look forward to uh, a lot more good things to come.
1: So in in um typical fashion of, of Jim and James here, if there was some advice that, that you two guys, because I know you're coming up on retirement here pretty soon, and mm. Jim's enjoying retirement as we speak, uh, what advice would you guys give to some of the younger folks that are that are just now entering this industry?
2: I would say um, so from the for the technical people, the developers and the, you know, trainers and everybody involved with PCS, I would say, you know, what um, kind of built PCS was listening to the clients, mm-hmm. you know, listen, understand what they want. And then, you know, show them how you can offer them a solution for their pain, pain points mm-hmm. and in. Dealing with their data, data collection, et cetera. So just mm-hmm. yeah. li- listen to what the client says. Yeah,
0: I think I think for me, it's uh, embrace the uncertainty mm-hmm. uh, that comes with it. Uh, whether you whether you work in a, in a small service company, whether you work for one of the large majors, uh, there's uncertainty in our in our world. There's uncertainty in our industry, uh, but we have a job to do, mm-hmm. and so embrace the uncertainty. Uh, but go after your job. Mm-hmm. Go after, uh, mm-hmm. uh, be where your boots are. Don't be afraid of the uncertainty. And, and don't be afraid. Just embrace yeah. it yeah. And, and let it become a part of your life. Let that let that energy drive you mm-hmm. uh, to, to be good at what you do. Just, uh, engage just, in it. Just, uh, engage just, in it. Just, don't, don't be afraid it. of it. Uh, don't try to hold it at arm's length. Uh, get in the mud, the blood, and the beer. Do you what you have question. to do. To, to understand uh, as much as you can. This is a wonderful, it's, it's probably one of the most open friendly industries that, that exists and mm-hmm. people helping people. And uh, if, if you embrace that and engage in that, uh, you'll, you'll find it's a wonderful community to work in. Cool,
1: cool, cool. Well with that, I think we're gonna wrap it up here. Uh, yeah. Thanks, guys.
0: All right. Fun. You got it. Thanks for setting it yeah. up.
1: See y'all.